I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is our transfer deadline day special. We've stayed up until, oh, it's 25 past 11 at night uh, to bring you the exclusive news uh, that we have signed absolutely nobody uh, this evening on transfer deadline day. I am uh, Louis Mendes. A, a massive thank you to, to my two guests who have stayed up all evening on the presumption that we might sign someone. Uh, first up, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Lou. Yeah, <laughs> not too bad, mate. Not too bad. <laughs> All and, good fun, uh, also, isn't it? Yeah, also staying up uh, well beyond his bedtime is Mark Nubri. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, well, it's okay for you two. Some of us need our beauty sleep and need it quite urgently. Yeah, so uh, uh, some of us are very much in deficit of sleep over the last few months anyway, so it makes no bones to me. Uh, talking of which, we didn't sign Macaulay Bond. Um, so on tonight's show, well, I think this is up there with the most Charlton Live thing that's ever, ever happened on a transfer deadline. And we, when we used to do live shows, we had a show finish at 8 o'clock and then a signing, I think it was an exit, to be fair, announced at four minutes past eight. Um, well, we, we've had all sorts... We, we had that, that time that Matt Southall sent us a voice note to say that he was working hard at the training ground and we signed uh, like a Loney or like David Davis or someone on loan. Like basically, every time we try and do something special for transfer deadline day it's an absolute disaster um we've signed no one lewis we would i mean it's no secret that macaulay bond was close uh, uh on loan from qpr i mean it got a mixed reaction when uh, richard was tweeting about it earlier on during the day um the reason we're here this late is because we thought it may or may not happen uh it, it didn't happen we haven't got a striker in. I, 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 I think this has been a pretty bad day. It's yeah, incredibly, incredibly frustrating, um, and not just the bond deal. Um, just in general, you know, we've known we've needed a striker for some time. You know, the the outcome of a transfer window doesn't come down to deadline day. It comes down to the business you do as a collective throughout. And obviously, we've signed seven good additions. I think. Um, but we know that there are areas in this squad that we're still short, and that's been evident uh, in the opening games. Um, you know, we've known a striker has been a problem because of the ongoing injuries to Chucks and EK, um, the maybe over reliance on Jaden Stockley and, and poor form of Jaden Stockley, um, and putting weight on on the shoulders of a young Miles Leeburn. So we've known we've been short in that area for some time, um, at least even if we're calling it short term, the last week and a half. So to to leave the business to deadline day, which is always a risk because these things do happen and there's a domino effect among clubs where certain movements probably have to happen for to free up those departures um, is incredibly disappointing. Um, I know the club have put a statement out regarding 
where we go from here in terms of incomings. But um, yeah, I'm very disappointed this evening that we've not been able to strengthen. Um, and the fact that it was only Macaulay Bond we were waiting on as well is disappointing for me because I think we wanted a few more targets on top of that as well. Indeed. I mean, let's give you the club statement uh, as, as it stands. And so it's just been released uh, by the Addicts, um, the uh, update to supporters, trying to sign seven players during the window. Uh, they were working very hard to add at least one more player on transfer deadline day. Thomas Sangard has said it's been a busy few days. We were very confident of bringing in another striker before the deadline. The whole recruitment team, myself, uh, Steve Gallen, Martin Sangard and Ben Garner have been working tirelessly to get this last deal complete. We thought uh, we were there and the player has passed the, the medical at our training ground today. Uh, and uh, again, it's no secret, that's Macaulay Bond. Uh, but unfortunately, there were complicated... They, they don't say that. I'm just saying it is no secret. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there were complications beyond our control late in the day, which went down to the last minute and we haven't been able to sign the player. With players departing at the club on loan, that frees up some space uh, in the squad and we'll now have a further look at options in the free agent market. Despite not getting a striker in, uh, we have a very good squad in place and an excellent manager. Uh, our early season performances have shown the whole group are focused in the coming months and they will do the best they can uh, for the club. I mean, Mark, what, what's your reaction to that, Mark? Obviously, when 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 there's a deal that doesn't go through, I imagine both sets of clubs will be throwing mud at each other. You know, that that's probably normal. In, in our situation, did did we need to get a deal done if it wasn't the right deal for us? Is that is that just a, a fact of life and we're happy to go without? I mean, can we afford to have not got another striker in? Thomas came out a couple of days ago and said he wanted to get another one and he's failed to do that. Whatever happens over the, the, the course of the last few days and however it came about, he's failed to do what he's set out to do in that in that situation. Well, what are you I mean, making of that of that statement? Right. Well, it's a statement I just think is absolute cobblers, if I'm being blunt. And... Um, I think it's the equivalent, I don't know about you, Lou, but when I do my Christmas shopping, I like to get it nice and done early. I think this is the equivalent of going out on Christmas Eve at five o'clock in the evening thinking, oh, what, what can I grab, what can I grab, and going home with some petrol um, shop windscreen wipers, some antifreeze and some chocolates, and going, hey, well, that's the best I could get. Um, you leave it this late, of course it's going to be a risk, and... We, like I said, we've been talking about it for weeks where we needed to strengthen, so we knew where it was. It's a, it's a gamble to wait that late to say, and then it's like you said, it's a domino effect because other clubs are saying, right, we need to get someone before we can let you know X player go, and we're going to be short. We were talking and saying it's only going to take like one or two injuries to key players. I mean, Stockley, Chucks is already out. That's going to put a heck of a lot of pressure on Young Leeburn and Carnu. Because, you know, we, we're we going to be going to Portsmouth and Bolton and places like that with a couple of kids up front. And yes, they've, they've, they've very good potential there, but are they going to be leading the line? No, I, I just thought to myself, as, as soon as I sort of like saw the statement, it was, oh, we, we were, we, you know, we were trying. It was so clear. No, no, I, I don't accept that. I think it's it's poor. I think there's a word you put in front of poor. And uh, it's disappointing. And to say, oh, it's okay, because we've got a good squad, we've had a good start, <sighs> it's, it's not going to take much. We're overloaded in certain areas. We're short in others. So it's not going to take much for the, for the thing to derail. And I, the person, you know, apart from all the Charm fans out there, I feel sorry for is um, Garner, because I'm thinking he was sold some um, snake oil 
you know, for the job with like what he could expect and where we wanted the club to go. And okay, he's implementing a style of football which Thomas likes us to play, but unless you've got the actual players to, you know, put it out, we've like, we've got so much possession, and yet we've we've not had shots on target and put the ball away as we know we can. So it's it's disappointing, and you're right. It's to say. It's it is it's typical us. It's typical Charlton sometimes. I mean, we were never going to be signing three or four players and go. Oh, he's good. We're a League One side. We've got a, a you know cut our cloth accordingly. Yeah, we're not going to be stupid and spend big money on someone. But there would have been one or two players out there. You're going to go. You know what? Maybe we could have tempted them. You know, into Garner's vision for you know the way he plays and be an attractive proposition for somebody. I think it comes down to it is that Thomas has, and his son and Steve Gallen and they've tried to do everything in a Poundland shop and go, oh, you know, let's try and get them cheap, let's try and get them cheap, you know, let's wait for the last minute and pick up a bargain. And like I say, windscreen wipers, that's what it'll be. <laughs> yeah, well, they're better than nothing, I guess. Um, and they do go up front. Um, Lewis, I'm disappointed at this at this stage of the game um how are you feeling about the window overall i mean uh, perhaps before we go into that we should point out a couple of outgoings uh today um just because of the nature of how this evening has gone my entire script is us talking about us signing macaulay bond just in case he did get over the line so um we're looking now at the fact we haven't signed him uh, today outgoings so alex gilby uh, has joined Stevenage on loan. Uh, Harris O'Connor, who made his debut in the Papa John's last night, which we will talk about later on in the show. Uh, and Charlie Barker, who did also featured in that game, have gone to Hemel Hempstead uh, on loan. Um, any, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted for the two young lads. It's always good to get, get young lads out on loan. Are you disappointed to see Gilby go? I think that's one we've been discussing as a probable outgoing recently anyway. Yeah, um, kind of disappointed it hasn't worked out for him. Um you know, I think when when Ben came in, he had a a set style of play which I think Gilby hasn't really fitted into. Um, we obviously haven't seen him feature in the league um, this season at all, um, not even on the bench. So I think it's sort of been clear to see he's fallen down the pecking order quite drastically, along with Jake. Um, so you know, I'm not overly shocked to see him go out on loan. Um, I think you know, hopefully he does well. You know, I hope he does well for for Stevenage and. And wish him all the best, but um, yeah, in terms of sort of the window overall, I mean, the outgoings you, you'd like to see if people are going out, you'd like to see those spaces filled. And I know that the statement says we're going to look at the free agent market, but you know, for me, the, all the good free agents get snapped up at the start of the window. The free agents that are sat in the in the market now that haven't got football clubs are the the ones that have, have struggled to to pick up a deal over the summer, whether they've been on trial somewhere or whatever. So, yeah, look, it's, it's very disappointing. Um, I think the window overall has been fairly positive in who we've signed. I think, the, the as I said earlier, the people we've signed, I think, have strengthened all those areas um, and have impressed me so far. Um, but it's, it's the quantity for me and it's the depth. And we find ourselves in the position every season where a couple of injuries and we start really looking, you know, a little bit sorry when it, when it comes to, to numbers. And I worry... You know the competitiveness of this division, um, the amount of fixture congestion we have, the competitions we play in, especially now we're getting in the latter stages of the cup competition. 
Um, you know, there's more fixtures, more minutes for for a very limited squad. And I think we've been a little bit short-sighted in maybe not trying to bolster that little bit more. Uh, and as Mark said, I think doing your shopping this late in the window, you're leaving yourself open uh, for things going wrong. Excellent stuff. Well, um, because of the very fluid nature of uh, this evening's show, I'm hoping uh, that the audio I'm about to introduce will turn up before I go to bed and therefore actually be in the podcast. But um, uh, Steve Gallant uh, spoke to the club at the uh, following the closure of the window uh, this evening. Uh, this is how he's viewed uh, the last few months. Steve, transfer deadline day can often be a stressful day and unfortunately for us, that's proved the case um, again today, hasn't it? Yeah. It was a pretty stressful day, yeah. You expect that, really, on this day. There's lots of ups and downs and turns and twists. So, kind of, you always think about, expect maybe almost the unexpected. But uh, in the end, we were disappointed because we were very, very, very close to doing something. And uh, it just fell down the last minute. Completely no fault by ours. All the staff have been here today, by the way, have been absolutely superb and very very supportive so we did everything we could really it was the other club really that sort of pulled uh, the plug in the last minute and so there's nothing really we could do about it it's obviously still uh, quite raw at the moment but looking at the bigger picture if you like um seven players in um and a real sort of clear strategy has has been apparent so you must be pleased with how the summer's gone as a whole yeah definitely and, and don't forget bringing the manager in as well like so you know once the the chairman gave me the go-ahead to go and get Bengala that was you know I was negotiating trying to get him in and then trying to get his assistant Scott Marshall in and then to try and get the players in so it's been it's been a long uh, it's been a long few months but uh there's you're right there's clear direction so once we knew we wanted this manager then we knew what kind of players the manager wanted and so we've been trying to bring in the players that will fit into his system I think we've done that um, we're playing really really good football I'm really excited and, and, and obviously like I said I'm disappointed about this evening of course but if I think about last week or the week before the week before I'm really really pleased with how everything's going and so what we'll do now is we'll reflect a little bit on it and, uh, and have a little <laughs> a day's break maybe, but we'll also be looking at the free transfer market. And I know there's players there because I've already been speaking to some of them. And just looking back to the summer, so you, your team and, and Thomas, you've you clearly had a vision about the, the football that you want the team to be playing. And that's been apparent through the appointment of Ben Garner, the signing of the players. And I think we're nine games into the season now. So how pleasing has it? been for you and everyone else to see that that vision to come to life in those first nine games yeah I like it obviously I'd like us to win every game and you know we were disappointed I suppose up in Sheffield Wednesday but I came away from that game uh, Sheffield Wednesday away and I spoke to a few people after the match and I haven't said this in a long time uh, after one of our performances I thought we were outstanding in particular in the first half was one of the best probably the best away performance I've seen in a few years for Charlton Athletic. So proud of that. It's developing. Ben Garner will say that all the time. He's still working on it and he's still developing. It's going really, really well out on the football pitch. The attitude of the players, superb. The camaraderie, excellent. Real freshness around the training ground. Real big changes on and off the pitch here. So everything is moving forward, of course, in the right direction. Like I said, what we'll do now is try and have a little look at the free transfer market, see if there's anyone there that we can add to improve us. 
Uh, if not, then we go again in January and again, see if we can bring someone in then again, that will improve us. Uh, but what we won't do is just sign players for the sake of it. And there was quite a few people, you know, about even on the last day that I'm thinking, would that improve us? Not really. So why would we do it? Uh, the manager's been superb. I mean, obviously he had to take training today, but he's been here all day with us. Just left the building five or 10 minutes ago. Myself, Thomas, Martin Sandgard, Ben, all of us working as hard as we can. In my opinion, everything's moving in the right direction. And uh, hopefully we can get a few wins and, and keep going. And like I said, reassess the, player the players in terms of free transfers, but certainly more looking at January. And that will start in the next couple of weeks. There we go. That's... Um... Steve Gallen, um, without having heard it at this point, Mark, it's quite hard to discuss it. I mean, this is a very uh, unusual show that, that we're recording uh, this evening. But do you think, I mean, uh, taking aside um, the, the fact that, you know, Thomas has, has said we're going to look at the free agent market, um, how are we feeling about how... The, the, the window has gone. Do we think that, that Gallen will be happy with how it's gone? Do we think that um, the likes of uh, Ben Garner will be happy with how the window's gone overall? Uh, there's potentially still an, another outgoing as well that we um sort of half expecting to be announced soon, but I don't want to confirm that on the pod until we know it's definitely happened, uh, which we'll talk about slightly. I mean, your view, Mark? Well, I was saying to um, Lewis earlier, um, it's... <laughs> It sounds like it's all doom and gloom, but there's one or two things because there were rumours about Kurt, there were rumours about DJ, you know, and we're saying, oh, you know, other clubs interest, other clubs interested, and if we've managed to retain them, that I think you can look as a positive. I think Garner will look at it and go, yeah, I would have liked more, but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you just have to accept it. I think I'd be I'd be very surprised if Steve Gallen was here in three months' time. I I, I think he's going to going to go in and you know for all I've done for club, and we're not we're not progressing. We're not progressing mm. one iota under this owner. Um, it's I don't know who's in the owner's ear or he's just got this set way of you know his negotiations and doing things. And I mean we've seen we've seen over the last couple of months people within the club leaving. You know, good people, and you think to yourself, well, people who have got rid of and people who leave jobs which they love, it comes down sometimes, you know, from the head of a snake, as it were, and yeah, you get to a point. I mean, you've heard, pe you know, people. He doesn't like people who disagree with him, and once, you know, when people give him advice about things, he just goes, no, this is the way I want to do it, and it's sometimes cutting off your nose to spite your face, and. I say I, I can't see Steve Gallant being being happy with his position, and because one of his strengths used to be picking up, you know, diamonds out of a rough and going, you know what? And they'd come to us, and you're thinking, who is this guy? And you think, well, you know, Gallant rates him, and they would come in, and you go, you know what? <laughs> That's a pretty good pickup. None of us saw it, so you do wonder at the end of the day if he's going to be happy staying. You know, Ben Garner's going to say, right, this is what I've got to work with. This is what I've got to work with. Maybe miracle monk miracles. You know, maybe we can take him to the water at Lords and dip him in. Chucks can start um, playing. But again, you know, you're not putting your pin in your hopes on someone who maybe can do three or four games and when you're going, right, he's going out for another month. It's it's difficult. It's 
especially when you see there's people like Pompey, you know, picking up players and looking good and thinking, right, they're at the top of the table and they're strengthening. And you're thinking, we're, you know, eighth and we haven't strengthened. And you're thinking, you know, we're going to finish mid-table again and it's going to be a case of what? You know, change the manager again, get another manager in, feed them a load of rubbish about, oh, you know, this is what we want to do. Yeah, we've got a fantastic youth system. We've seen that. You know, Aaron Henry is a terrific midfielder. And, uh, you know, you're thinking, it's good. We've got some real stars of the future now. But it's, they're going to be cherry-picked. You know, we'll stay where we are in League One. And they'll be cherry-picked like Burstow was for Chelsea. And, mm. you know, that's it. We've just become, OK, we've always been a selling club. You know, it's... And they've always been players go who we've liked, and you think, you know, oh man, I'm gutted he's gone. You know, one or two, it's you know, we're quite happy to show the door to. But it gets to a stage where you go, right, this is our lot in life. We are a feeder club, and when you look at some of the silly money, I mean, and I'm talking ridiculous. I mean, we're, most of the football fans have probably been keeping an ear or watching what's been going on tonight, and some of the silly money for mediocre players, and you're thinking. It's just it just does my mind in sometimes it really does and you do wonder if people think of their own worth you know it's probably our players who have priced themselves out of moves because they think they're worth X amount as for being you know free, if I remember right wasn't Ben Watson a free agent I mean you'll probably correct me but I've got a feeling he was a free agent when he came to us I think uh, he's the last yeah, I think he was yeah he's the last free agent I think I can remember us picking up so and you know. He, he's held in high esteem by most Charlton fans. Yeah, I mean, officially, most of our signings this summer are free agents, to be fair to them. But uh, there we go. Right. Um, uh, well, I've had confirmation. It is like doing a live show on Sky Sports News. I've had confirmation now that we are going to get some Steve Gallen audio. So my introduction to that earlier, you should have heard Steve Gallen since then. But uh, I will be adding that back into the pod. So I've absolutely no idea what he said. But at least you've uh, been able to listen to it uh, overnight. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages that have come in. I should explain... Uh, what our plan is for this show. So uh, we've been reacting almost immediately to the closure uh, of the transfer window. I've asked for you guys to send in your opinions on the fact that no one's come in. Uh, A couple have gone out on loan um, and we're still waiting for confirmation if if there's going to be more. I mean, Richard Corley uh, has tweeted actually, so I can say that the player I'm talking about is Jake Forster-Kasky. But it hasn't been confirmed at the time of recording. I've got a, a good idea where he's going. Uh, but again, unless it gets confirmed, then I'm not going to talk about that just yet. Right? Let's. Um, uh, oh yeah, and, and once, once we're done, we will have we will have a quick look back at the the, the game against Gillingham in the Papa John's uh, later. We've actually got a nice little interview with Richard Chin, uh, who's a player that I've enjoyed watching so far. Which uh, on a normal week, that'd be quite a nice little little thing to look forward to. But it's obviously a little bit further down the uh, the running order today. We'll look ahead, of course, to the trip up to Bolton uh, on Saturday as well, where um, Lewis Cat will be starring up front. Uh, because we haven't signed any strikers. Uh, right, let's have a look at some of the uh, tweets then uh, that have come in. Plenty of uh, people have had their say. Um, well, again, um, <laughs> Finland Matt asked uh, asked before the, the deadline, if we have bought him Bond, what can he bring to the table? That one's going to have to go out the window now. Uh, Macadeni said, uh, um, as a Charlton reporter, surely I should have booked a day off as annual leave. Uh, the quietest day other than Christmas Day for the addicts. Yeah, it's not too far off that. Jane says, we used to shop in Poundland, but tonight it now seems that we're using food banks. A pathetic uh, close uh, to the window. Akers says, we need to sack Martin Sangard uh, and the scouting team. 
uh, uh, Gallon uh, had from May to bring in players. Not a single player brought in. I mean, obviously, we have signed seven players. Uh, it, we need uh, the protest, get this chance out of the club. Uh, we need a proper footballing owner, uh, possibly Mike Ashley. Um, uh, Jane uh, then adds, uh, to the fans of the other 91 clubs, uh, today is deadline day for today. It's Thursday. Aki said it's not been good enough. Uh, we would do well to finish in the top six now. Promotion is going to be a good ask. I mean, that is that is a pertinent question, Lewis. We've been saying all all sort of since the start of the season, like we can't fully assess where we're going to be come the end of it until we see where the transfer window lands. That we we, we know where it's landed now, not not where we wanted it to really, um, and that will affect how we, how we go going forward. You know, I think we've played some decent stuff, but we have seen our, our slight shortcomings as well during this season. I mean, where, where do you think we land now in terms of promotion prospects? I think we've given ourselves a bit of a not an uphill battle, but we've we've put ourselves a little bit further behind in the sort of traditional pecking order. If you looked at the table, you know we've seen some really good deals from other clubs tonight. Uh, that the strength in Portsmouth, for example, bringing in Josh Caroma from Huddersfield is a great signing. Um, they're sitting pretty at the top at the moment, and these are all teams that we need to be competing with if we want to be in the promotion picture come the end of the season. And you know, whilst we can't get sort of too carried away on tonight's negativity because the start of the season has been very positive. I agree with you where we have sort of seen weaknesses. I think from our side, it's seeing out games. And and that for me comes from depth because we're looking at benches when maybe our players are starting to tire. They're playing a completely different system to what they're used to. A lot more possession based and and spending a lot more time on the ball. Um, So therefore some of them maybe do tire a little bit quicker and, we're not really able to make those changes um, and bring on like for like in terms of quality. We're relying now, you know, over the last few games, very much on the likes of Aaron Henry, the likes of Mars Lieber and these young players that have that have got to come in and be up to speed. And whilst they're doing an incredible job for us, and I can't take that away from them, they are still very young and they are going to have bad days. And where other clubs that are going to be up there, you know, the likes of Sheffield Wednesdays, the Portsmouths, um, people like that, they are that little bit more stronger in terms of depth and the biggest frustration for me in this entire window is that the first person we should have replaced was Connor Washington you know 13 goal contributions last season I think he got I think it was 11 11 goals to assist something like that you know in a struggling side last season that was that was a big factor of of our side and he was a very popular player his movement would have suited this system very very well he was one of the first players we should have replaced and we, we haven't replaced him at all. We didn't we didn't bring in a single striker to replace him, even if it was a completely different style. We've we've obviously strengthened other areas, but for me, the priority was to replace Connor Washington if we weren't going to offer him something and we didn't do that. And I think that's going to come back to bite us on the backside a little bit later on in the season. Yes, it certainly could. Right, I'm uh, trying to keep things updated here. Still no word on uh, the further outgoing if it is to happen. Right, um, Sam says it's painful. Uh, we've been crying for a striker all month and we still haven't got one in. Lewis, it was good, uh, but certainly wasn't complete to give us a chance to be as competitive as other top clubs. I feel like we will fall short uh, if injuries come into it, which has certainly caused us problems uh, in the last two seasons. And obviously we've seen that already with the likes of Sessegnon uh, and Anike out injured, uh, uh, Mandela Egbo, we haven't even seen him play in the in, in the first team uh, other than pre-season as well. So we are missing others. Uh, Blackett Taylor, was still waiting for him to return. Uh, right, Finchie says, uh, beyond a joke, really, we knew ages ago we needed a new striker and we seem to have thrown all our eggs into one basket. 
uh, with no other options. It was beyond uh, stupid. Um, S says uh, makes the decision to release Washington all the more farcical. Uh, so, so uh, naive. Ill-advised uh, said, what a joke. No ambition. It can't be clearer we, mi- we're, we are missing in the team. Uh, there are strikers who are gettable, uh, who would do a job for us. We have a thin squad of injury-prone players. Uh, we're not far off being able to challenge, but for now, uh, we're going to have to settle uh, for mid-table. The striker situation should have been sorted so much earlier. Uh, Omar Bogle on a free it is then. That's uh, Liam Shepard. I can't imagine that... Uh, where is he now? Is he at Newport? He's been doing really well, Omar. Good for him. Uh, Dan said, uh, poor window. The last couple of years, uh, Thomas Sangard has raised expectations, uh, but spending zero pounds in this window uh, after how average we were last season to show he isn't true to his word in blowing uh, the league out of the water. I mean, that was a statement a couple of days ago, the statement that, that does look naive now because he was hoping to get uh, bodies in and, and was unable to, Mark. But there was um, you know, quite a, quite a big point. You know, it's no secret that he's been trying to cut costs this summer, but a, a big point about breaking even. Um, I have to say, Charlton breaking even in League One is almost entirely impossible to be a Charlton that would go up, I think. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, because you're looking to sell at least two or three players, raise about £8 million to cover your costs for the year. And then, you know, it's have that many come through in one go. And you're not, you know, you don't could be relying on a sell-on clause for some some player. Um, and that might not happen. So, yeah, it is. it was naive. I can understand to a degree when he bought the club, came in, flag-waving, positivity. And uh, it's just... Maybe it's it just spent a little too, a little too long in America with their sort of like style of doing things, and then the reality of this is his first football club he's owned is is a little different. Um, it's not like he can bankroll us out of his own pocket. So you know, I don't think the sales of Alex the Victory are keeping him you know in cheese and wine at the moment. So it's we are where we are. You know, it's. Yeah, it's really hard to try and draw a positive out of any of this. Mm. Apart from, like I say, the players who were, were rumoured to be interested in other clubs who we've kept. Um, I didn't see... Um, your, no, did, did Macca go? Uh, no, he didn't. No, yeah, so Craig McGovern never left. I mean, there, there are other players that we could speak about that, that could have left that didn't. Macca was, was linked with a move up yeah. to... Both of the Dundees, but he never, both, he never yeah. went. <laughs> so, you know, we've got, like I say, we do have a good base. It's just not it's not strong enough for, mm. for the team. Like you say, well, there have, are too many gaps. Let's have a look at some of the other messages uh, that have come in uh, as well. Then, David, uh, I actually think the recruitment has been okay. Sangard coming in for way too much criticism, uh, in my opinion. I think we're maybe a striker short, but given Lee Burns' goals in limited minutes this season... I can understand the management team decision uh, to give it a go. That's from David. But they did try and get a striker in, so it's not necessarily a decision that they're just going to rely on on, on Miles Lieburn. You know, I, I, I like Miles. I still think he's all round game. Being eighteen years old, you know, it won't be the finished article yet. But we'll we'll have to see how it goes on. Uh, Stuart, um, well, Daniel said it was a decent window. Uh, Stephen Cole uh, said 
Uh, I'm pleased with our transfer window. The first few games have shown that Woolacott, O'Connor and Raksaki in particular are very strong signings. I do fear that we are worryingly short though at centre-back given Innes's injury record and we definitely needed an extra striker. Stewart said, I can't believe we didn't sign anyone today. Uh, useless and clueless. Phil said, I'd uh, say all, said all season, uh, all summer I should say, that I'd judge the owner based on the summer transfer dealings. Uh, Garner will need to be a genius to have this squad in the top six come the end of the season. Disappointed uh, in Thomas Asangard. Um, Carl says we've left ourselves short in key areas uh, at uh, I think either end of the pitch this Bond thing papers over the cracks that we shouldn't have been looking to get a player in uh, so late in the day uh, badly managed by Thomas Sangard Addix Blinders said I'm disappointed uh, and underwhelmed uh, Mike said I said it was a poor deadline day uh, added to a meh transfer window uh, added to a pretty meh squad that I expect to finish in a meh position uh, in League uh, One. It's frightening just how far we've fallen in so little time. It's just plain depression. John uh, says, uh, Bond was never the answer anyway. Uh, we put all our eggs in one basket for a player the fans didn't want. This is what happens when you have no money to spend. Uh, just look what Ipswich Wednesday and Pompey have done uh, mid-table again uh, this season. Matt said, really poor. They've compiled a squad that will compete and be comfortable in mid-table, but nothing more. Uh, the way Garner has started this season, he deserved uh, way more. Warren said, uh, "What did? why did Thomas say two more in and did not deliver? Uh, James said, I think Sangard needs to get the checkbook out. He needs to sell his guitar and terrible sports jacket and buy a striker. Plus, he needs to stop doing <laughs> pointing in photos. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark McLeod said he's struggling to understand how Luke Jepcott goes to League Two Swindon, but yeah, he has been. It does. I do feel like he's been a bit out of favour at Plymouth actually recently. Uh, Mike uh, said uh, perspective is key. We have started well considering a tough first month. Uh, there were times we were awful during the 2021 season. Uh, we only missed out on the playoffs from goal difference. Uh, we can go again in January. A fit pain. Uh, who can play 90 minutes can be a game changer. Ian, pretty pleased overall with the business so far, uh, but the players signed have a lot to prove uh, as to whether they can make the step up. Raksaki, uh, the standout. McGrandles will be solid uh, once fit. We need a striker and centre-back badly, though. Football has been superb so far. Finally, Ted said, we'll go and continue to play some nice football, but not score enough goals to properly compete. We needed another striker, and Bon was not uh, the answer anyway so there we go we've uh, reacted to the uh, closure of the transfer window um, maybe more of that to come we're still going to be chatting um, for another 20 minutes or so so if anything happens while we are recording we'll try and bring it to you but yeah a, a dramatic transfer deadline day for the addicts for all the wrong reasons Macaulay Bond uh, a striker we look, look to have through the door uh, past a, a medical at the training ground but the deal has fallen through at the last minute, trying to put in no one uh, on deadline day. They've lost uh, Alex Gilby uh, on loan to Stevenage. A couple of youngsters have gone out on loan to Hemel Hensford as well. So far, uh, that's all that, at time of recording that has happened. Um, and uh, yeah, some mixed reactions uh, from the fans. Right, let's have a break here on Charlton Life. When we come back, we'll have a quick look back at that game against Gillingham uh, in the Papa John's. And then, of course, we will look ahead to the trip up to Bolton. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live! Right, welcome back. This is uh, Charlton Live, the big match preview. It was our transfer deadline day special. If, if, well, if you were following us on, on Twitter all day, you would have known, seen how uh, we all moved our lives around to record at gone 11 at night to, so we could discuss the end of the transfer window. Uh, obviously frustrated that there hasn't been any incomings. Uh, we were hanging on to see if Macaulay Bond would sign. He didn't. Um, it didn't get a universally positive reaction when it sounded like it was him coming in. It's got an even worse reaction when it isn't uh, anyone coming in. So, yeah, some unhappy fans out there. Uh, some people have looked at the window as a whole and, and, and been okay with it. Um, we, we've had our say on it. You know, I, I personally, I feel we're, we're a little bit short, as uh, I, I guess that's no secret. Um, but, yeah, we've we've discussed that. Um, we will... I mean, we should look back at that game against uh, <laughs> Chillingham and the Papa Johns. It's not how I... Uh, uh, planned my evening, but let's have a quick listen to the goals uh, from uh, Wednesday evening's 3 0 win over the Jills. A good corner into the feet of Jaisimi. Ball across, and it's turned into his own net by Walker. Charlton have the lead. We've just talked about the passing accuracy of Aaron Henry. Well, from the corner, he pinged it into Jaisimi, who made himself spare in between the corner of the six yard box and the penalty area. Turned, drilled the ball across, and Walker, in an attempt to kill it away, just puts it in his own net. to take. Palmed away by the goalkeeper. It's a brave header by McDonald. He's back with pain. Inside to Henry. First time hit. Oh. And oh, what a finish. Birthday boy with the goal. Oh, you can have the free kick. I'll just score the goals. As the ball came to him, he showed again his glass, the technique. And scores beyond Turner. And Charlton have a two-goal lead. Well... We know he's got it in his locker. Towards Payne, that's a lovely ball. Payne onto his left foot, wants to shoot, lays it off instead to Lieber. Onto his right, Miles Lieber! It just had to be, didn't it? It's becoming a regular habit for Miles Lieber. It's not really a shock anymore. Another goal for the youngster, set up by Payne. Cuts inside onto his right foot, gives the goalkeeper no chance. Lieber, Lieber is the cry again. There's Charlton, make it free. There we go, Terry and Greg on Charlton TV. Uh, that was last night, wasn't it, Wednesday? I really have uh, lost track of time uh, throughout this uh, this week. Um, we'll, we'll hear from the, the assistant boss, Scott Marshall, in a few moments' time. Uh, he uh, came and did the press after the game. We're also going to hear from, from Richard Chin. Um, but 3-0 uh, win, Lewis, um, take that all day long, really. It was a, it, the Papa John's, I mean, the crowds are never that big. It's not not that awful last night. It was announced just under 2,000. I don't know how, how close that was to reality because I didn't didn't really care, to be honest. But, um, yeah, the, we generally actually win, win those group games at home. They've been quite enjoyable. And, and that was another good performance last night, 11 changes. Um, and we saw we, we saw again some 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 pretty encouraging displays from from young players in particular. 
yeah, it was a really enjoyable evening. Um, I thought what I was most impressed with was the fact that we made all those changes. We brought in all those young players um, and they were still very fluid in the way they played and everything was, you know, the, the style didn't change. The way they played, sort of, you wouldn't know if you were watching the first team or the under-23s, you know, the, the style was sort of uniform throughout the club, which was really good to see. I think there were some really good performances in there. I really liked Harris O'Connor. He's obviously gone out on loan today, but I thought he played very well. Um, Aaron Henry, again, was, was outstanding. Lucas Ness as well. I thought there were a lot of really, really good performances in that young side last night. Um, and yeah, just another sort of reminder how bright the future is with academy players coming through like that and just all the fantastic work that Steve Avery and the staff do with our academy players. Mm, yeah, a, a, a sad indictment on, on Gillingham. Uh, not that we care too much, but they were poor again against a, a very young Charlton side. And, and Neil Harris did make six changes, but he, he was bringing on generally more senior uh, players as well. So I can't imagine he'll be too pleased uh, with what he saw from his side. Um, yeah, uh, Harris O'Connor stood out for me last night. And we were going to hear from, from Richard Chin later on in the show as well. But I mean, let's talk about Aaron Henry. Uh, 19th birthday, Mark scored a... A really excellent goal from from outside the area, which is sort of becoming his his trademark this season. Um, it's only when I looked up his age because it was his birthday. I, I thought I thought he was about twenty twenty one because he play he plays with just that that little edge of seniority that I think you wouldn't expect from a, from a young player. So what prospect we got there? Yeah, it's funny. I think we had a seven o'clock kickoff because half the team still have a bedtime. Um, it's it's yeah, Henry. He looks. <sighs> assured in a, in he's comfortable with the ball wants the ball and you know what a finish absolutely and it'll be interesting to see because we did pick up so many midfielders I mean you're not going to drop Dobson really and you've got Payne sitting on there chomping up a bit waiting to come on you've got Scott Fraser who's you know already scored a couple this season it's a it's one where, you know, you want him to get a chance. I mean, not just in the Papa John's, because he's obviously got ability. Um, I mean, it's, look, it's a good, it's a good, um, window to show him off to say, look, this is the kind of kid we've got in our academy. And, uh, but it's just funny because going back quickly to like the kids we've sent out on loan, I'd, I've always thought it's strange when you drop down sort of like to non league teams. I know they say, oh, you know, different kind of like men's football. I'm thinking, yeah, we're League One. Send them down to League Two. You know, don't don't go lower than that. I don't see what the what the benefit is. I think pl- yeah, I, 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 there is a benefit. I think in terms of the recall, um, partly, but also I think um, you know you, you send a player out to where he's wanted. If you if you don't have League Two players, uh, League Two teams asking for him, then I guess you, you you can't send them out at that level. Right. Let's hear what um, Scott Marshall uh, made of uh, yesterday's win then. Uh, against Gillingham. The uh, Alex assistant boss seems to be doing the press uh, before and after. Uh, gave me the absolute worst quotes ever. On the trans- it, it was, it was, we generally laughed at each other because he was just there not to talk about transfers and we, we both had a good little laugh about that. Um, he gave me absolutely nothing on that, which is why I didn't tweet anything about that last night. But um, he did give me a little bit uh, on the game and he was very pleased uh, with what he saw from the young side last night. Yeah, uh, really pleasing. You know, um, I, I think it was, it was quite a dominant performance um, as well as anything else. So uh, to get three goals off the back of the, 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 the good play that we had, um, a really good evening. Some of the young players have got some great experience in there. And, um, 
it certainly performed at a good level um, and it was nice for some of the senior players to see uh, the character that they showed as well and the, the help and support that they, they gave to the young lads uh, within the game and coached and managed them within the game as well. I thought that was there for, for everybody to see. So it was, a, it was a pleasing evening, really good. Yeah, and it's a competition that, as you say, Charlton have blooded a lot of youngsters in, so it's nice to see that they all pretty much all of them took their chance today. Yeah, it was good to get some experience for them. Um, I said that, I think we, we've talked about you know, stretching the, the younger players and, and that's happened this week in uh, a number of the, the 21s and the, and the 18s as well. Um, and, and that's a good thing to do every now and again, stretch them a little bit. Um, and, and it may be a case of, right, OK, but now we need to consolidate a little bit as well after that and, and keep, them, keep them progressing and make sure they, they maintain, a, you know, a, I'm coming in the next day to do some work and keep progressing. I guess I've, like, there's lots of players that Trump fans might not have heard too much about, one of which Harris O'Connor was seeing the formation that allows him to get forward. I thought he had a, a really strong first half, put some good crosses in. He did, yeah. There were some good deliveries coming across and uh, balls flashing across the box there and, and good to see lads trying to get in on the end of them as well. Um, Harris uh, done, done well today, and uh, as a, a number of them did. Yeah, It looked like a, a slightly different formation today as well. Is that something that you and Ben can sort of experiment with in this competition? Uh, yeah, a little bit of that, and and with the personnel that we we you know wanted wanted to put in there, um, uh, we had a little look at it and thought it would suit for for the game that we had. Yeah. There we go. Good to good to speak to Scott actually, because obviously um, we we know a, a lot more about Ben Garner now, having having uh, had the pleasure of speaking to him over the last few weeks and, and him managing the team. But uh, yeah, Scott really welcome at the club, and and, and he was an interesting uh, play, uh, person to chat to yesterday. I, I, I did ask him out of curiosity. Lewis, about the fact we did change formation yesterday. We played a two up top, Carnu uh, and, and Leeburn alongside each other. It was, a good, it was very funny, Terry's interview with Carnu and with O'Connor uh, about the striker not getting on a couple of those little crosses that O'Connor was putting in. Um, but yeah, the, the change in formation, I mean, as Scott said there, partly due to the personnel that was available, but it does show a slightly different way that we can play and, and it still it still worked for us. We still were able to, to move the ball around like 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 we do, but in a slightly different shape and, and it gave Gillingham all sorts of problems. Yeah, it did. It was really effective and it's good to see because I think with the way we're playing under Ben at the moment, obviously it's very good and we haven't really looked out of games. But one of the big criticisms we had under Jacko last season was sort of the, the sort of we didn't ever look to change the system when things weren't working. I don't think this season we've had to do that yet. I think we've we've looked fairly comfortable in games. Of course, some of the performances haven't been at maybe 100%, but I don't think I've been overly disappointed with our performances this season where we've had to change system. But it just shows if we did, then we that we can do that with, with some of the players that we do have. So, yeah, it was good good to see that. Good to see Carnu as well, because obviously he's been doing fantastic in the in the youth setup with with his goal scoring and stuff and a lot of calls for him to be in and around the first team pitcher so good to see him get some minutes last night um and yeah all in all positive performance and yeah like you said I, I really like listening to Scott as well I thought he spoke really nicely and um yeah it's interesting to hear his his take on the game mm, excellent stuff right um one, one of the little good news stories this season I think has been the uh, emergence of Richard Chin uh you know we saw him in the Papa John's game away at Leighton Orient last season um, and uh, you know he sort of uh, had a little cult following at that game. It was quite funny. Got got the nickname Dicky Chin uh, from uh, the, the lot behind the goal away at Leighton Orient. Now this season he he started 
uh, up at Walsall in the League Cup, and I actually gave him my man of the match for that game in the paper. I thought he was really, I thought he was really impressive. Uh, nearly scored as well, getting forward uh, from the the right back berth, and then uh, similar. Uh, yesterday, um, playing at fullback on, um, well, yeah, I think he was on the other side, wasn't he? So um, getting getting up and down, um, a very impressive performance. So uh, he came to speak to me after the game, uh, and I asked him what he made of the performance against Gillingham. Thought we played well, kept the ball well, and we could have been a bit more clinical in the first half. But overall, it was a really good performance from one of the players, um, and yeah, happy to get the free. Happy to get the three points. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a it's, it's a great competition for for players sort of your age. Obviously, you've had a bit of experience in the League Cup as well this season. But um, the further we go in this in this competition, the more likely players from the academy will get to feature in the first team. So I guess that's quite a target to aim for this year. Yeah, it's good for all of the twenty ones that have been able to make their debuts today and being in around it. And it's really good to just get some more minutes and some first team experience. And how do you find playing against a reasonably senior Gillingham squad as well? Do you find it different to academy football? Um, not really. I think we had quite a lot of time and pressed well, so it was pretty similar and just taking everything in my stride. Mm. And how have you found um, playing under a Ben Garner so far? Because obviously um, where you play in the full-back position, you can get, get quite far forward. Is that something you enjoy? Yeah, it's really enjoyable just being quite fluid and having that whole channel to myself so I can get up and down the pitch. Um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying my football and them. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really impressive start to the season for yourself in the, in the minutes you have played. How how much have you enjoyed so far the start of the season? Yeah, it's been really good to play in the first team and get some minutes and play in front of the fans. As a kid, I've dreamt of playing in front of fans, so it's a privilege. Yeah, I mean, have you set almost like a target at the back of your mind how many games you'd like to feature in this season? Is that something you think about at this stage of your career? Yeah, of course. I set targets right at the start of the season. Um, but I'll keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put too much pressure outside. But I know exactly what I want to achieve this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, does that include a, a set amount of first team minutes? Would you say that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, in in terms of um, you spoke about playing in front of the fans, and whenever your name comes up, I immediately think back to your first game at Leighton Orient when you got substituted off around the back of the fans. Yeah. You seem to become like a early cult hero as well. So, how would you find your relationship with the fans so far? No, I love the fans. Like playing here since I was six years old, and coming all the way up through the academy, um, I know what it means to obviously play for Charlton um, and being a local lad. It's just great to have all of the fans, and yeah, it's just I just feel it feels amazing to play in front of them. Yeah, and does it feel better playing with quite a lot of the academy boys tonight? Obviously, yeah, you can go through the, the, yeah. the ranks together, especially with the relationships that we have from playing with them for quite a number of years. It makes everything a little bit more easy because um, I'm just used to playing with them. Mm. So that's good. Yeah, and we, we spoke about the, the style of football that, that Charlton try and play this year, sort of getting, getting the ball up on, on the floor and, and, and playing up the foot. Is that, is that the way that young players like to play with possession-heavy football? Yeah, of course. Like, it's the way we've been brought up in the academy, especially last year with Anthony, who stepped up to the first team now. Um, all of the principles that we've been playing under, it's just really now fluid to get into the first team and all of what we've been doing basically and working on, it's really nice to be able to play that way in the first team as well. There we go. Great to speak to... Uh, young Dicky Chin, uh, been with the academy since I think he was six. He said, um, a, "A local boy knows what it means to play in front of the addicts crowd." You know, great quotes from him. But it, it was always nice. It, it is always extra special when you get a little uh, a, a lad coming through who is local and who has been with the academy for a long for a long time. And also, you know, he spoke about the the playing style that that Charlton are trying to permeate throughout the club. Uh, well, he says they've been playing like that in the youth system for a little while, so it did fit quite seamlessly into the into the first team from what we've seen so far there, Mark. Yeah, again, it's it's a case of opportunity. You know, take it with both hands when it comes along and, you know, do what you can in training to get in the manager's mind and say, right, I'm, I'm here, I'm here if you need me. And 
it is a bit of a cliche in football. If you're old enough, you're good enough. There's been plenty of players, you know, played in a Premiership at 16 and 17, where you're thinking, good God, they're 16 and 17 and they're playing in a Premiership. So it's and Charlton has always been one of those clubs where there's been a path to the first team. You know, I think that's one of the things I've always loved about the club. When you know you watch all these teams and you're thinking, well, you know. A homegrown lad, oh, he's a homegrown lad and he's so special to us. I'm thinking, yeah, we've had so many come through. And, you know, it's just seemed like another one off a production line. And you do think that, like, the coaches at the lower levels probably don't get the credit that they deserve. You know, because we've, let's say, he's been with a club since we said he was 11. And it was just like, well, all the coaches who have coached him since then, they've seen something in him and he's gone, you know, up a coach, up a coach. And we're going, you know, he's still doing it. And you think to yourself, that's, you know, that's, that's something special to have. So I think there are certain times where you are proud of the, the our academy and the boys who come through. And when they do break in, I think it's what now, the two on uh, last night, it was up to 950th player. And, you know, how many of those, you know, the, the stats guys will know how many of those have been our academies. And I think that is something Whereas, if, you know, if my boys go into football and there's an opportunity, I'm thinking, right, it's Charlton. Oh, yes, because it's my club. But thinking, because there would be a, a way forward into a first team and you're not going to be pushed out, you know, to the side or because they've brought in some, you know, Uzbekistani left back. You know, because there's a way into the first team. I think if he carries on doing what he's doing, you know, he's going to be make a lot more benches, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Hmm. Oh, he should uh, he should try retraining as a striker because we need one. But no, a re- really positive start from from uh, Dicky Chin, and, and great to speak to the young lad. Uh, yes, yeah, so right, a couple more tweets have come in about our transfer deadline day dealings. Uh, Joseph uh, says we've let the manager down. We're so skint. Uh, and then Reese said they had two to three months to get a striker through the door, so they can't really use a statement uh, to justify how deadline day went wrong. Uh, it's been clear since the start of the season that we had no depth. A massive own goal uh, from the owner if we don't make the top six now. Uh, it's on him. Right, let's have a look ahead uh, to the game uh, against Bolton Wanderers. I mean, you, you, you may have noticed this, sh- this show hasn't been quite as slick as, as, it, as it often is because um, it, it's been a bit all over the place with the planning today. Uh, I also have absolutely no idea how long the show is going to be because I don't know how long that audio from Steve Gallen is at this uh, time of recording. So we might have gone over an hour. We might be well under an hour. Who knows? But it's, um, it's certainly been one of the more crazy episodes uh, of, uh, of Charlton Live at a transfer deadline day that, that hasn't gone right. But, I mean, it's Bolton uh, coming up on Saturday. We're travelling up to the Uni Bowl. Um, uh, again, I did speak to Scott Marshall uh, during the week. Uh, after the game against Gillingham, so I asked him what sort of test he's expecting uh, from the Trotters. Yeah, Bolton will be good. It'll be a, a strong contest up there um, in, a, in, a, in a good stadium, and uh, yeah, we're expecting a tough game at the weekend. Uh, certainly will be, uh, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we've seen a game plan that's, that's worked quite well away at the likes of Hillsborough and at Wickham on, on Saturday, where if Charlton can try and control possession of the ball early stages, it gives them a good foothold. Is that something that is sort of a plan when you go to away games at the moment? Um, yeah, uh, we don't. We try not to change too much in terms of how we we approach the games, home and away. Um, you know, we we want to uh, control the game our way and uh, uh, and get on top. And, and I'm sure Bolton will be there to challenge us in every respect of that. 
Yeah, I mean, because the one downside so far this season is no league wins on the road. But obviously, you had such a good away record last season. I guess that's something that's not too concerning at this moment in time. Yeah, not not really. Um, I think it's, it's it's something we 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 concentrate on and on constant improvement, and and we're always looking to get better and different aspects of the game, and we really break it down and try and help individual players, different units in the team. Uh, we're always looking to improve. There's always improvements to be made, and that's kind of the mentality that we want uh, from everyone to, to seek to get better every day, and that's what we'll be doing. There we go. That is uh, Mr Marshall looking ahead to the game with uh, a Bolton side who sit just below us in the League One table. I'm looking forward to this one, um, Lewis. It's, it's going to be an interesting game for us away from home I found us really fascinating so far this season we're still still going in search of our first win there as I mentioned to, to Scott but they, they did have a very good away record with Swindon last season ironically their home record was poor and uh, we we're undefeated at the Valley so far this year but I, I, I've obviously I wasn't at the Atkinson game but I like the way we've set up um, away at Sheffield Wednesday um, and away at Wickham to control the early stage of the game. Now, obviously, it didn't go entirely to plan at Wickham because we conceded, um, but we did get back on level turns quite soon. Now, obviously, we have not been able to turn those bits of dominance into into wins, and that will, you'd expect, with our squad size, possibly be a problem that will repeat throughout the course of the season. But it, I, I like the way we go and control the tempo and control the possession away from home, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we can do that again at Bolton on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's going to be a tough place to go. Um, they're a side that are probably fancied to be in and around it come the end of the season. Um, did the double over us last season. Um, very impressive when they came to the Valley last year, obviously, tore us to shreds and then beat us at the Uni Bowl later on in the season as well. Um, I think they've they've looked good um, at the start of the season, done some some good shrewd business. I think they've they've lost their last couple of games. Um, I think they won, they won on... Tuesday night against Crew in the Papa John's, but yeah, they're a side that you know should be up there. Ian Everts put you know he's done quite a decent job there. He's put a decent side together. Um, so yeah, it'd be a good test for us. But I agree. I think that we we haven't really looked phased away from home like we did last year. We do look a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more like we we have the confidence to take the game to the opposition rather than sort of sitting back and just seeing how we how we get on and trying to sort of hold out for for a point or whatever. We we look a little bit more like we want to take it. To teams, you know, we, one of the biggest examples was up at Sheffield Wednesday. That that first half, we were absolutely outstanding against probably the favourites of the league title, and then one little lapse and we we lose the game undeservedly. So, yeah, it's good to see that we're going there sort of fearless, and I feel like we can beat anybody with that confidence. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's another another strong test um, up at Bolton on Saturday, but yeah, hopefully we come through. Mm, yeah, I mean, obviously we know that we we just need to polish off. Um, well, I was going to say our chances. To be fair, I don't. We didn't really create enough at, at Wickham last week, anyway. Um, or the the uh, Gallon in, in, interview has just come through. That's good news. <laughs> so it's really letting everyone behind the curtain this evening. Um, so, w- w- what is it that we that we lack in terms of creating chances? Do you think? I think um, you know. I put it to Ben after the game at Wickham that I thought Raksaki was our only one who actually looked like he was going to provide a bit of a spark last week. I mean, who do you think? Who would you like to see step up this week? Let, let's assume that that Blackett-Taylor isn't back. I don't know for certain either way because Garner's not speaking until tomorrow. So if we were to go into this game at Wickham, Mark, with a very similar squad to last week, who would you like to see step up to the plate and help Raksaki with creating chances? Oh, it's, it's from, I think it falls on the midfield shoulders. 
Um, if you're going to play that formation, you, you need your midfield to get a bit more forward and sort of like get into the box like Fraser does. But you're going to look, you know, not just him. You look, let, get everyone else, get push up a bit higher. Um, it's difficult because in this system, it, do, it doesn't suit how I would, you know, this team I would set up because I've always been a two, two up front. You know, playing with Stockley and then playing, you know, Kirk one side, Raksaki the other. I think it does, you know, limit you to a degree because you're expecting. You know, Stockley to hold the ball up, get the defense, get the like, defense back in onto him, then get the midfield pushing up, and you know, chances coming that way. It's 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 difficult because we we don't really have that many options up front at the moment. It's going to be Stockley, Kirk, and um, Raksaki up front, unless there's an injury. But that's what it's got to be. So I think it's for the midfield to say right. You know, have have more of a more of a crack from sort of like the thirty yard bit. You know, it goes off, it goes off. But have have a have a go. It's don't look for that extra pass. We we can pass around teams. We've proved that. We know with the amount of possession we've got and the amount of passing. I mean, it's like two hundred passes more than the other team. But it's not in the right areas. You're thinking, you know what? Just once instead instead of just passing it again, have a crack. Have have a crack. So. Yeah, it's, right. you know, it's, sorry, I was going to say that's, that's not more you can do apart from set, set pieces, you know, it depends picking up if he's going to play Innis, you know, you're looking for your set pieces to come off and then, you know, but that's a big if and, you know, Bolton's and again, there, there aren't there aren't easy games, we've always said this teams who you think in your, you know oh, we can beat this lot, you know, end up you know, putting us to the sword, as it were mm. Excellent stuff. Right, uh, one more message has come from Liam. said, uh, the transfer window was a solid 5 out of 10. Uh, two words, no ambition. I really am starting to get fed up with Sangard now. If we had this window under Roland, uh, there would have been talk of protests uh, at the uh, next game. Right, let's uh, call it a day there, I think. Um, it's, it's been one of the more untidy Charlton Live shows. Everything we thought would happen this evening uh, hasn't happened. We've stayed up till... 10 past midnight now just to record it, so I'm going to be up till probably 1 o'clock putting the show out for, for nothing, for nothing to happen. But there we go. The most Charlton Live thing that's ever happened on a transfer deadline day. We stay up beyond midnight to talk about the player we signed, and we signed absolutely bloody nobody. Right, thank you for listening to the show. It's, it has been fun, I'll call it that. Um, it's, been a, it's been a really fascinating window. We'll... Speak more, I think, on Sunday uh, about the transfer window. We'll, of course, uh, look back at the game against Bolton Wanderers as well. Look forward to seeing you all up there if you're making the trip uh, up to the uh, Uni Bowl. Fair play to anyone who's uh, booked train tickets in the last few days. Very expensive. Uh, so your, your support is, uh, as always, to be admired. Right, thank you to everyone who sent your messages in. Thank you, uh, Mark and Lewis, for staying up way beyond your bedtime. That's no all worries, right. mate. We'll be Cheers. up again in four hours. That's all right. Yeah, absolute <laughs> pleasure to speak to you. I'm Louis Mendez. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. I'll speak to you again on Sunday.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.